0: Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee.
1: I'm Adam. I'm Chris. And I'm Darnie.
0: Yes, we're finally joined by a long-time friend of the show, Darnie. Um, We've been talking about bringing him on for a while. Uh, He's got an an exemplary knowledge um, and... He fucking loved this movie, so it's like it seemed wrong not to have you in this it, was, it was
1: definitely the right one to come along, for, Absolutely, <laughs> I can agree with that now. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I understand it was your birthday yesterday, so happy, happy birthday. birthday, thank you.
0: And, yes. yeah. um, so, before we kick off uh, with Cabin in the Woods, uh, our what we've been watching segment that we always start with,
2: Chris, what homework have you been working on? Well, caught me out slightly but I think <laughs> I think I can come back so we've started watching uh, Game of Thrones again since yeah. it's come back on now TV yeah. and at first I was thinking oh, it's going to be hard I didn't manage to fit anything else in but I've now decided after the episode we've just seen that I could probably push that it is horror enough Yes. because there is black magic early on or fairly early on um, there's some serious psychopaths particularly King Joffrey who does all sorts of horrors to people just for the fun of it. Yeah. And the episode we just seen, there was a whole army of zombies that appeared. Yes. So as far as I'm concerned, that's basically horror now. It totally, and it's funny because I keep forgetting
0: because uh, it's such an expense expensive universe. Mm. You do, you will get half a dozen episodes where they're not mentioned. And all of a sudden you go. Oh, shit, yeah, there's a zombie, zombie play. Oh, yeah.
3: completely forgot all about that. So which which of... is sort of ongoing pretty much from the start as yeah, well. Yeah, so, so there's hinted
2: at it, and then I'd forgotten all about the White Walkers until this one, where suddenly, yeah, okay, that stepped up.
3: <laughs> Someone screwed up the, the, the last series of Game of Thrones for me by pointing out, have you noticed how closer everything is now that they've only got a few episodes? because <laughs> it used to be like I'm going to take a whole series to get from like yeah, Winterfell to King's Landing and now, and now it's like oh I'll just nip down there.
1: Gendry just literally <laughs> ran into the wall yeah. back
0: <laughs> <laughs> to get help yeah
1: hold <laughs> on two sex. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah uh, and the new season is this month so they're, oh, they're making another one okay. yeah it's, it's the Monday last week Yeah, it Monday
2: week so I've got to catch up quickly then. we're so far we're managing to get through one a night so it's a few it's not weeks not bad going.
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's one of those things I, I get bored of stuff if, if it's more than maybe 10 episodes a season I generally mm. have to have a little break in the middle but Game of Thrones I can't because there is so much going on Yeah, it doesn't get boring because you you change from one place to another and it feels completely different so yeah it's one of those ones you can power through the entire thing
4: yeah. without
0: having to stop doesn't for a pallet cleanser or uh, yeah, but yeah, it does get pretty nasty in places. See, so, yeah, I do agree. I, I do think you could definitely
2: cover it under horror. But the homework I was planning to do was watch The Wrestler, because I'd been put off it until Bobby from Not For Everyone podcast said he <laughs> highly recommends it. Yes. Yeah. So so that is on the list. That's probably coming up next. You were a big
0: fan of that, weren't you, Darnold?
2: Yes,
1: yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Mm. Just yeah. watch anything he makes. I'm probably one of the few people who even thought Mother was good. We did oh, we mention you tonight, yeah. on our
0: episode when we discussed Mother, um, yeah, and I said how how much you'd enjoyed it and how you uh, were surprised that people didn't get it, um, and I hated it. So I,
1: I, I was more surprised that they had to explain it that much. That they, you know, they released this whole kind of like you know, list of like it, it's about the Bible. It's like yeah, we got that, mate. Um,
0: <laughs> and yeah, you know,
1: I, I just enjoyed the insanity of it, really. Mm. <laughs>
0: But again, you're a big fan of Lynch as well, we were discussing earlier. Yeah. so you, So you do like that kind of... And it's funny, because I think that's when we were discussing Lynch before, I was saying it's that it's that crossover between if something's real, I can deal with it. If it's entirely fancy, I can deal with it. When it's almost real and then just has a slight bend, I have an issue. So Mother was perfect for that. So like that mm. end bit just escalated so ridiculously insanely that it went from being something that was... Kind of realistic and a little bit odd to absolutely batshit in Mm. what real time was ten minutes flat, and I was Mm. like, "No, I'm not on board with this (laughs) anymore. I've totally lost the (laughs) interest."
1: But see, like even with Lynch, like he he always works best when it's got his own sort of. It, however walks there's an internal logic to it so even mm-hmm. Mulholland Drive there's you know you, you can you can write it off as all the first parts of Dream and then this is the reality of it but it sort of holds together internally a little bit yeah. it's like when he disappears up his own backside with Inland Empire and Twin Peaks of Return i like nah I'm sort of out <laughs> Inland
3: Empire is very very difficult to scale isn't it it's like yeah. it's just imp- I've, I've, I've genuinely only watched it once and it's not going to happen again soon. I've no, I'm got got I'm no probably, desire to No, that's, that's probably actually more the, the case, is I've just like, oh, I've seen that. Hmm. Um, so what make all, some records. What order <laughs> would you put Darren Aronofsky films in? Um,
1: actually, uh, well, I think, you know, if you got the must-see category, you've got probably Requiem for a Dream, Pie, mm-hmm. Black Swan. Um, actually, you know what? The rest is great as well. Mm. It's so just understated and so
2: I've been a bit very shallow different. being put off by the fact it's called The Wrestler mm. so I couldn't help but was, was
3: that just the main thing you just thought just, oh it's, it's just, a sports biopic well yeah. it's Darren yeah, not quite that you know bad, but it's, just, it's just,
2: and so also Noah, I wasn't quite sure that I would be as mm. on board with that I just thought yeah. is he going a bit different from what I liked previously like with Pi and Requiem Mm. So, I just, yeah, I didn't look into either of them. I just assumed they may not be quite as.
1: I suppose it is. It's a little bit of a departure to an extent. And, okay. that you know, it's not quite as uh, genre based, but it's, it's thematically in keeping with just mm. like watching a central character fall apart horrifically yeah, okay. for a two <laughs> yeah. solid hours, which he pretty much That's keeps. What he's good at. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The gradual uh, mm. degeneration of someone mm. spiritually, morally, physically. Yeah. <laughs> Although that said, I mean, I was put off pie for ages, but then you know, it turns out there were no short cross pastries involved. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fine with that.
0: See, now I did enjoy pie, that's what like, mm. mm. But yeah, I think that's the only ones of his that I.
3: Uh, Pie's amazing, Requiem for a Dream is amazing. I'm just damn glad I never have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's, <That's> awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a one and done. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: definitely. Because it was, yeah.
4: I've, oh,
0: I've
4: I bought Chris. it and then I thought yeah. did I do that yes it's exactly <laughs> the same scenario I was like, it's going to sit there
0: it's Chris's feel good for yeah, the <laughs> yeah. summer yeah. I think yeah we Adam have you caught up with anything or have you literally just been having to
3: look after your uh, family um, well I'm just going to say hallelujah bitches I'm back <laughs> um, and thanks to uh, everyone for not uh, I could go and look after them too because they were really coffee <laughs> and yeah just there was a there was phlegm dribble that was me <laughs> them two were rough and all but no no it was, uh, yeah no not too bad and um, I think I haven't had I don't think I've got much in watch wise I did me and Claire did well I rewatched American Psycho. And Claire watched it for the first time because she'd never seen it. And I tell you what, A, I've forgotten... You forget how good Christian Bale is as an actor Mm. because of on-set drama queening Mm. and various other things. But actually, yeah, especially in that because that is, again, the film that makes me think you do a live-action Archer, you book Christian Bale to play Archer. Oh, God, yes. Because he would be perfect. Yes. Um, But also, yeah, I just forgot, like, how many people are you know, sort of like Jared Leto's in it and Chloe Savini? And lots of just sort of like, um, there's loads of really cool people up, yeah. A tiny bit. There's just so many sort of cool people in it, and none of them are sort of none of them have massive, ro- Will and Defy as well, like, mm-hmm. but none of them have like a massive role or anything. But also, it was just the lovely thing of watching something from 2000 where the there's there's no nostalgia of the 80s to it. It is, look, here's this man who really loves everything about the 80s. It's, you know, like, he loves Susudio and he loves mm. um, Katrina and the Waves and, uh, you know, he loves Whitney Houston and and Genesis without Peter Gabriel. And it's like, and those are the indicators that he is an egregious human being. <laughs> and it's sort of like, because obviously now that it would be, I think that, I wonder if they did it now, it would, I, well, I don't. I don't think the, if um the same director did it it would turn out the same pretty much Mm. but i wonder now if it would get too loaded into oh look it's a retro 80s thing and look oh look he's got a rubik's cube on his desk and sort of just a bit shit things yeah (laughs) yeah just a bit sort of too sort of it at that point it would be oh great i remember this song from when i was a kid as opposed to Oh, right, no, he's a soulless human being because he's (laughs) listening to Walking on Sunshine. Right, okay. (laughs) So And just the fashions and everything. Again, it was all like, no, this is to make you realise that he's an appalling prick. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, just a great, great film that I haven't seen for so, so long. And also a very good way to do a soundtrack because the soundtrack features none of the music that Patrick Bateman likes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's all just the cool shit from the clubs and the Bowie track at the end. Mm. Uh Oh, I did watch uh, Hey Dougie, the spooky badge this morning though, That's, um, and, and like that that was terrifying. It's Got the word spooky in it. So <laughs> yeah, it oh yeah, no, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it um, but Still liking Hey Dougie. I'm still fucking yeah. loving Hey Dougie. I'll tell you what, Bing, that prick, I have got a problem with. Mm. Have you seen Bing? I have. Yeah. Oh he's this rabbit, and he's a knob. <laughs>
2: he's, a, it, he's only like two or three years old. I don't care. Him I him don't care.
3: care. <laughs> he is he is criminally negligent. <laughs> And if someone doesn't slap him down, he's going to grow into a, a, a horrible human... A horrible rabbit. His, his, <laughs> his
2: dad's on the case, though. His, his... That I can't fathom.
3: It took me two weeks to work why, out that. I, I never why, did, Jiggle. All
4: hearts. the
3: adults in it, right. All the animals... It's all animals. Yeah. And they're all little kids. And all their parents are little sort of... S- sort of I don't know stitched together material looking so, people look a bit like they're almost like toy like, yeah like they're like floppy toys they look yeah. a bit like what was that film Nine oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you know where it's like the sort of hessian bodied yeah. thing it's like that like a floppy like, doll boogie yeah that kind of look but they're the parents apparently his parent is a tit because it's don't do that Bing <laughs> he's like don't do that he's just put her fucking shoes in the toilet <laughs> He's a dickhead. And he just yeah, he's he's getting right up my clum, he is. But um but no, Dougie's Doug absolutely fine. Sorry, I've lost a bit lost lost control there a bit. Uh, sorry. Someone's not been sleeping, the anger management blank's been round it. <laughs> I realised as I was saying that I was raising my voice. Uh, and I did watch something this morning, but I'll come to that in a bit because it's sort okay. of thematic to our Oh, excellent. Uh, thing this evening but that wasn't horror but it was very
0: good splendid Darny. have you seen anything recently that you'd like to put the word about about or uh... well I mean I'm
1: absolutely not going to go into too much detail on it but I did see Us
0: yes and
1: Ooh. I very much enjoyed it good with some reservations mm-hmm. okay but um, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty much the same thing that everyone's been saying about it I, mean, um, I did watch the first couple of episodes of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone as well oh, good, okay um I'm waiting for it to do something right a bit more it, it is perfectly watchable mm. but I think you know if you're going to do that that kind of anthology thing you're always going to be in the shadow of black mirror now so yeah. Yeah. Mm. it hasn't had its standout episode yet but ah. it's only two ends so it's sort, that's of, fair.
3: sort of doing its thing yeah is it too in love with the is it too trying to stick to the original template which is I not in a bad way but just sort of like you know is it just right we know how this works so I we would, just do what. Well, well, I would yeah. like to
1: see it strike out and do something odd and yeah, yeah. just a bit more new like the um, so the second episode is Nightmare at 30,000 feet <laughs> obviously uh, riffing on the classic Shatner one mm. but it's com- similar premise but different outcome and you know no Gremlin sadly oh. um, <laughs> but it's yeah it, it was just like oh yeah I remember that that was good this is also happening yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um and what else oh actually we've been doing a um complete rewatch of hannibal because my girlfriend's oh. never seen it
3: again claire's never seen it and i really feel she would enjoy that, that and yeah we've, we've
1: got we've just got to midway through season three so we've just got the red oh, dragon bit to come. yeah and i actually forgot how much of a slog the first half of season three is it's weird isn't it There's only so many
3: close-ups of snails I can handle in 45 minutes. (laughs) Even when they're eating Eddie Izzard? (laughs) That's the question I have with it, which is, Americans, we know you like Eddie Izzard, and I'm sure you're perfectly happy to cast him in things. Don't give him an American accent. He's not Mm -hmm. good at them. No.
1: (laughs) And I forgot how much the first half of the first season is just basically, you know, CSI Hannibal. It It is. is.
3: It really (laughs) cool. Because it's quite procedural to start with, Mm. and... You, you can almost see it's like, right, we'll just gently... F- it's like an anglerfish. We'll just gently yeah. get people in with the glow of our sort of... It's a procedural... It's a bit like Dexter. And then it's like... <laughs> and then we're really going to shoot. Yeah, and then yeah. we're going to just go fucking proper Baroque weird. And and also Mads Mickelson is just fucking brilliant. He mm, is yeah. down, now my favourite Hannibal, which is... Oh, absolutely. You know, ver- versus Brian Cox... Who was my favorite hand. Doctor Lector, but yeah, um, but no, it's fucking. It, is a, it is great a great show. show. It's it, like you say. It's dark. The
0: imagery and stuff in it, I loved as well. Like the, like you were saying with the snails and stuff, and just mm. the bits when you see him as like a stag and things in the garden. yeah. Like it, it's just an
3: amazing. They call it the Wendigo. Yes. In the yes. and it's yes. because it's a can, because that's the, uh, Native American thing. Yeah. Of if you eat human flesh, you become this sort of creature. Mm. So that's why it's the Wendigo, because obviously of him eating human flesh. But it's Because also, something that I hadn't realised until I watched it on Blu-ray is the stag is... It's not quite a stag. It's got feathers. No, it's, yeah, yeah, feathery and... Yeah, yeah. It's, all like, it's like an amalgam. It's sort of a bit like a raven. It's a bit of a... It's, yeah, there's a lot sort of... It's a lot weirder than it already is, to have Mm. like a stag just walking into people's rooms. The only thing I did find with it uh, overall is, I wonder, uh, did they remove Will Graham's sort of heroism in a way? Because, without giving too much away as a spoiler, because we all know that eventually uh, Dr Lecter ends up in jail, Mm. but I think it's one of the few takes where he... Will Graham doesn't really. He's not the catalyst. No, that, he he doesn't be. catch yeah. him. He should. Yeah. He should be like right. Here's the final incontrovertible proof. It's like I watched The Killing Joke the other day, like the animated Killing mm. Joke um, with Mark Hamill as the Joker, which yeah. is and that dreadful first twenty minutes, like, yeah. for no reason. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, with Paris, France, and just, <laughs> it's, it's just... weird. And it's but yeah, they've got. Um, Yeah, that sort of put me in the same mind where it was like, where it's, right, the Joker's trying to prove that you can break anyone, Mm. so bring him in by the book. And it's almost like that should be Will Graham's victory victory should be right you've done all this to me and i'm still gonna just fucking arrest you yeah. almost do you know what i mean it's like but I yeah. i'm just
1: gonna chase you around yeah i'm just Venice gonna ch- and florence and yeah. survive you
3: yeah and then basically just say do you know what mate i'm fucking bored yeah that that's the that's quite nice that it, it has a hot fuzz pack it in your silly bastard mate. Yeah. it's like look this is fucking ludicrous now mate i ain't chasing you Two and a half fucking years of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just all got a bit much. <laughs> I'm going to settle down.
0: It's <laughs> not a boat <I'm> company. <laughs> the problem I had with it was, it, watching it, I just always got hungry. Whenever it was preparing yeah. the human flesh, I was like, shit, that
4: looks so good.
1: Mm. But it's so deliberately paced that i we have literally fallen asleep during an episode every single time we've attempted to watch <laughs> it. It's just, it, and it, it's, I wouldn't say it's slow, it's just deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like the dialogue's very measured, the way all the characters speak is very measured, mm. and it just kind of like lulls you into this, like, oh, that's nice. And then you wake up to something horrific. Is, um I wake
3: up to something horrific, or when um, the composer throws a drum kit down the stairs. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, cause the soundtrack to that is fucking amazing, mm-hmm. but in terms of actually. Yeah, I do quite acknowledge that it does the paranormal activity thing of just mm, a, suddenly yeah. a lot of big bangs. Oh, you've got trouble with your plumbing? No, I'm watching Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, since last, I've not been watching a lot. I rewatched yesterday on the suggestion from Not For Everyone on Instagram. I went back and watched 2006's Sliver. Um, oh, yeah. Nathan Billion. Yeah, I, I watched that a couple of times when it first came out and I haven't watched it again since. So it's probably been a decade since I last saw it. Um, yeah, and it's just so much fun. Just totally daft and over-the-top and excessively gory mm. and brilliant. Is Michael Rooker in it as well? He yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I was trying to think that when they when I saw they'd put it up about it. I was like, I'm sure Michael Rooker's in that.
0: But. It's a good one, so we'll have to... Um, get you to watch that at some point Chris because
3: yeah, I think you definitely enjoy that mm, yeah yeah it's a lot
0: of fun um so we have a ask welcome to horror question this
3: week yes this comes from someone I don't know <laughs> hit me up on instagram called claire delo or something like that <laughs> I don't know she could prob- probably probably just a fan or something sounds a bit <laughs> like a psycho
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> or she'd like one um
3: uh, and the question is, hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror. You're on a psychotic killing spree. What song is playing during the slayings? That's a good question. Mm. I like that. Um, who'd like to
0: go first, Darnie? As you are our resident <laughs> professional musician, I think you should possibly take this one first. I'm trying to think, I am.
1: Can I split up into sub-genres? If I'm in a trip-hop kind of mood. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, right. So since I'm gravitating straight towards all trip up, as I always have in my life. Um <laughs> Good man. Creeps,
3: Massive Attack. Oh, yes. Nice. Especially because you've got that nice bit where it then breaks down the door and the back. Yeah, because that's when you've walked out of the room. They're watching your feet. From under the bed, yeah. and then you come back in. Yeah, there's, there's,
1: there's something so insidious about all of the vocals on that entire yeah. and the album as oh, well. Yeah. And the two undernourished negos, four rotating hips. Yeah, it's <laughs> just yeah, yeah. It's just it just really crawls under your skin. Mm. Yeah, that's that's psychotic enough for me. I reckon. <laughs> oh.
2: Chris, well, I'm thinking back through all the music I've listened to, and it it might seem a bit obvious, but I think I'm going to go for Mr. Bungle because. <laughs> that was probably the first real crazy sort of music that i, I think i got into and yeah it's it's stuck with me for a while nice adam i've i don't know which way to go because i'm uh, i'm either going to
3: be like Gary Oldman in Leon and just go with beethoven the classics mm-hmm. you know or if i'm feeling slightly more ironic with my killings <laughs> in so much as reflecting how i feel where as i am Killing these people and the sort of the glory and everything else like that, either uh, it is accomplished by Peter Gabriel or hot fun in the summertime by sliding the family Stone <laughs> I'm
2: thinking you've, you've given this some thought previously to. Yeah, oh, to quite a lot posture. actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny, mine came to me immediately as soon as you read the question. I just went, No more Mr. Nice Guy by Megadeth. Just <laughs> shocker,
3: obviously. Yeah. What else could it possibly be? Um,
0: Love of cheesy 80s hair metal coming through there, I think.
3: And actually, speaking of uh, Requiem for a Dream, Mm -hmm. uh, Lux Eterna, the Clint Mansell track that was on Requiem for a Dream and then subsequently on... 90% 90% of trailers for about <laughs> three years and X Factor yes, yes. always kind of amused me yeah. because oh, you no. know they, they just wanted to be on television yeah I know <laughs> I just wanted yeah but then that's what you don't see is the people who fail then have to go to the ass to ass party or the <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is what Anders Breivik was listening to when he killed a load of people a few years back you know the, the Swiss oh, the and Norway mm-hmm. yeah uh, he killed like all those children at summer camp like uh, teenagers at summer camp and apparently yeah that's what he had on his headphones and I was like a bit naff (laughs) innit? Do you know what I mean? At that point it was like oh that's the banality of evil because it's tad obvious it had been on X Factor (laughs) by that point and it's like oh come on mate.
0: (laughs) Grow up. So excellent thank you very much for that question Claire. Thank Um, you
3: Claire. Yeah, Thank
0: you. So without further ado I think we're all champing at the bit to get into this. Um, as I say, we've just come out of watching Cabin in the Woods, which we've been discussing for the last year and a half. We've built it <laughs> up very well without without
2: giving anything away. We built you up, but yeah. up.
0: I I loved, and what I love about this film is, as you say, about giving you hints but not telling you too much. Mm. Is it you do watch it the whole time with the sort of duality of it because you know there's definitely something going on. Yeah. But then you kind of it keeps slipping back into your you forget about it they show
2: yeah they show the normal side of it long enough that that you you start to forget and then all of a sudden it just cuts back to
0: those two guys (laughs) in the room and you're like oh shit
3: I I remember that was I remember because I I did see this at the cinema Mm. I did not I didn't know anything about it basically Drew who was uh, on last episode Mm. uh, so I'm afraid I did miss him but yeah we me and him and Dean went to see that uh, obviously, Dean, previous guest as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And we went to see it at the cinema, and me and Dean literally knew nothing. Mm. We knew it's called Cabin in the Woods, and I think we were kind of almost like, well, if it's something that uh, that obviously named, you know, it was like, well, we'll watch it. It's probably not going to be great. And just Jesus mm. Christ! But apparently, like that cold open. Th- well, it's not really a cold open because you have like the bits with the scrolls, sort of just over the, you know, a Lionsgate film and everything yeah. else like that. Mm. But then it's just like office space, yeah, for about like five yeah. minutes, and then just that big slap out of the cabinet was apparently that was the intention of um the director uh, the, the writers and director was that it was you'd actually sit there because it lasts long enough that you'd sit there and go, "Are we in the right film? <laughs> <laughs> Have we' come in the right door you know because <laughs> it is just long enough that you're like, hang the." F-
4: we're <laughs> talking about cabinets yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'd love that yeah and that way that that credit just mm. smashes with that big sound as well
4: just
0: yeah oh, oh. i just I, well you said it didn't you when we sat down i said oh i can't believe this is only an hour and 35 minutes and you said that's what makes it so perfect mm. the mm. fact mm. that mm. it so much happens in such a short yeah. space of time it's so
2: perfectly paced it's so I, I was really thinking that because we must have been about three quarters of the way through and I was thinking, oh, just don't end. And there's a new twist <laughs> and it's like, oh, please let there be another scene. And then yeah. it's like, there is. And it's crazy, not what I was expecting. It's just, yeah such a good build-up all the way through.
3: See, I think when I saw it also, I remember thinking that the credits were going to roll, you know, when they're in the lift and they start yeah. seeing everything, mm. and then you it sort of pans out and you be just be see the huge yeah. containment. That's stuff. the review. I assumed like, that that yeah. was just going to mm. be, like, credits roll. Yeah. Mm. Like, but wait. Yeah. yeah, and thank fuck I did. Because yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't have seen The Mermaid. <laughs> oh, oh, that is actually... <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, genuinely embarrassing. Me and Dean, in a packed cinema chanted merman <laughs> <laughs> after that grenade goes off and then it rings and then it's just like the clearing and it's just, mm-hmm. and just the smoke and we knew what it was and we were just going merman, merman <laughs> merman, merman and then he appeared merman, <laughs> merman and yeah, then we realised, oh yeah, that's what we're doing yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Richard Jenkins has got a thing about being in films with merman, then
3: yeah, because he's in uh, the shape of water, or water or yeah. isn't he, yeah <laughs>
1: Loves a merman. <laughs> no, I, I that, could have,
3: that could have been a lot more weird in shape of water if it had just blown his load out of his back <laughs> hole. That would have been. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a strange film. <laughs> have you seen Boulder? Have I seen Boulder? No. All oh, right. Know. Okay. No, I'll come back to that. Yeah. But yeah, that's. I'm desperate to see it. But apparently, yeah, there's some. still oh, this is. Shit uh, in is there.
1: this the guy from yeah, the guy who wrote the book of Let the Right One In? I
3: think it is. Yes. Yeah, I've
1: heard yeah. heard just enough about it to pique
3: my interest. Yeah. No, but that, that doesn't. Sorry about
2: that, but yeah. That's <laughs> all right, that's um Yeah, I, I did feel like i had been letting into a great secret watching this. It was like, Okay. <laughs> okay, okay I, I understand. But do you see why we had to
0: lead you definitely and get yeah. you to appreciate the, Fully, the archetypes yeah. and the, and like I say for so for people like like us who have been watching slashers since. The nineties or whatever, we've had two decades of these same stereotypes mm. over and over mm. again, and to then have a film that says, "Oh, look, there was a reason yeah. for it always." But
3: I just thought it was absolute genius. See, it trumps Scream
0: because mm.
3: although Scream, Scream is a film about people being aware of horror movies yeah. in a horror movie, whereas this is genuinely an explanation because yeah. it's like in Scream, people still do stupid shit like go off yeah. alone, yeah. walk around in the dark despite the fact everyone's sitting there going, hey, don't walk around in the dark, because that's when you get stabbed. And it's, this film really
1: just gets to have its cake and eat it. Yeah, it, does. it, it really, really does. Because, you know, like even from the point of, you know, um, the scene in the woods where um, she's stripping, mm. and mm. it's like, well, you know, we've got, an audience to think about so it's like yes we're getting away with putting boobs on screen but yeah. also we're telling you well yes. these are the archetypes and this is yeah. why this has to happen and then it makes you complicit as an audience member oh yeah member. <laughs> and everyone's
3: standing there just watching as well yeah. which is <laughs> <laughs> again it's just like look at these terrible people but we are going to show you even just it. that little
1: line with the security guy where Amy Ackles says you get used to it and he says should you mm. yeah and that's, that's just that's that might as well be breaking the four fall straight down the camera yeah. should, should you
3: because yeah. <laughs> he I suppose he's He's nearest to a moral figure Mm. because no one else is kind of in full command of the facts until the end.
0: But
2: he still gets... Oh, yeah, no, he gets... He does not
4: survive.
0: No! Oh, yeah, (laughs) so so just to put it out there, we are going to spoil this. um, Just in case you don't realise that's what (laughs) we do. I know we do it every time, but just so you're aware. Um, Yeah, and this is one film that definitely do not have it spoiled if you've not seen it quick go watch it now yeah definitely go mm. watch the other thing that struck me this time uh, was just how perfect the casting is everybody mm. in yeah. this mm. is absolutely I, perfect. I was
2: I was I was getting to a point where I was really trying to see flaws in it I was thinking doing a film like this it, surely you must mess up in some way at some point and it's like no they are really just getting this right in every scene yeah, mm. it, yeah. like yeah. say the casting the characters all worked so well
0: the comedy in it mm. lands perfectly every time it's the gore's really good it's genuinely so it's genuinely creepy so you were saying about your cinema experience mm. I said so you guys went and saw it and Drew said to me go and see Kevin in the woods I'm not going to tell you anything, Yeah. just go. And of course, you guys had already gone and Jennifer didn't really fancy it. So in the end, I went on my own. And it was that annoying thing where I went in the cinema, That it was empty, there was maybe five people in there. I sat myself down in an aisle, an empty aisle, and a couple on a date turned up and got me to stand up so they could walk past me and sit five seats away. And it, mm. oh, it was, but I was like, no, nope, it's fine. And then he sat there doing that smug prick on a date Thing, talking all the way through it until the what are they called the Buckners show up, yeah. he went white as a sheet and shut the fuck up for the rest of the film. <laughs> Good, he
3: made that movie. For me. They did their job. <laughs> mm. <laughs> At least you didn't have to get into the levels that your brother has and threaten to throw cup of cup piss of p- I,
1: <laughs> I forgot how horrifying the Buckners are until I watched it with my girlfriend who had not seen it previously and I was mm. like
3: oh you really like it it's really funny but yeah. I forgot yeah. to tell her that it's really horrifying because well. <laughs> yeah, right. because curiously enough I think that was the other thing as well I do remember an element of w- when I first saw it of like oh they've listed all these other monsters I wish they'd have gone with somebody because zombies is a bit obvious and then it's like you know, you could items. all my birthdays come at once. In <laughs> the end, you know, but yeah, when you sort of sit in there, you look, especially when you have got like the betting ball up and mm. everything, and it's like, oh, I wish they'd gone with that one. I wish they'd gone with this one. And then it's like, oh well, yeah, I, I got I got my money's worth.
0: It is one of those that's good to go back and re again. Once you've seen it, to, it's the rewatchability on this film is fantastic. But yeah, stuff like that, where they've got the ball up, or where you see all the cubes. To just go and pause and look and see all that stuff because yeah. you don't mm. you can't see it it's done at a flash but you know it's there and it's well worth going and just looking at it all because it's have you got a print out
4: there
3: yeah. on the that can, can i just say i was printing this out at the 11th hour after i finished it during my lunch hour this bit didn't print out at first and i was like I can't leave this photocopier <laughs> because in a minute the print out of the fucking betting ball from uh, Cabin in the Woods is going to come out <laughs> so yeah so you've got Werewolf Did Are we you... see Kevin? I don't know but Kevin is apparently a reference to um, specifically Sin City you know the cannibal Elijah Woods oh, right. serial yeah, okay. killer carry? yeah and apparently there's just a guy somewhere who's just a bloke in a suit like a preppy sort of guy in a button down shirt that's Kevin apparently
1: Ezra Miller being the worst son ever
3: yeah (laughs) I just realised
0: Deadites is on there Deadites is on there yeah because in prep for this Darnie uh, we went out drinking last night I told Darnie we were recording today so he didn't go home and stayed here overnight so we got up this morning and watched Evil Dead 2 in prep
1: which again is a film that packs so much into such a lean running time cool
3: yeah Yeah. and it's
0: yeah. So then, so, because so much happens, I forget. So like, I set, turn around, laughing to you, and watch it. And it's like, oh yeah, you're right. I did completely forgot about the end where the trees have a fight with a house. <laughs> forgot <Yeah. that>
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> See, that's another one that's on the list. That's definitely an Evil Dead reference. Is the angry molesting tree? <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, this uh, Re- Reptilius is actually a film like a giant lizard film. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of assuming it's the same thing.
2: Yeah, you think these are all from something else. Yeah, so you've got, yeah. You've got witches, sexy witches. That I love the distinction <laughs> yeah. of that as well. Witches, sexy witches. They're different.
3: Yeah, Deadites, Mummy, the Bride. Twins, because you do see the, there's the um, twins from The Shiner Sorry in one you. of the boxes. Yeah. Um, I noticed that Citizen, um, uh, like the main main guy the, the guy running it yeah um obviously uh yeah he has picked hell lord and that guy who is basically pinhead yeah yeah. but yeah. his full name is fornicus master of bond, bond lord of bondage and pain <laughs> so they they really went sort of like a lot of they did a lot of deep stuff with their thing <laughs> you know and it's even like that but i mean the it I was trying to explain it to Claire the other night and the best I could come up with was there's a really... Well, they're all... (laughs) I'll be fair. It's a really shonky episode of Star Trek Mm. where they basically create... They have this thing where they find out that all races in Star Trek are descended from one specific race Mm. as basically a way of explaining why the only aliens they've got are people with bumpy heads. Because it's all like sort of, it's basically a human form, but they'll have a weird head or ears or something like that. Yeah, and And it's like they so they just sort of like they did this episode. I can't even remember whether it's it's like one of the it's like Next Generation or Voyager or something like that. But they find this thing where it's like it proves that there is like a, a single. Organism who is the resulting spawn of, of everything. all creatures in the Star Trek universe. And why they're all bipeds? Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Yes, so well. that's why they've all got yeah two arms, two legs, and an head, rather than you know slightly more exciting oh. aliens or whatever. Until JJ got his hands on it, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that. But then you've got that guy who's a shapeshifter, and why would you just look like a rubber band that's got <laughs> like mumps? It's just a fucking weird look. But. um And that's the only way I could liken to it is it's like this is the film that basically explains every other horror film or every other sort of teen slasher film or whatever Mm. like that because everything is there. It's like, right, okay, so um, someone starts acting slightly. Oh, yeah, that's because we've put... um, like MDMA in a, a hair dye <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, and where they've got, like, the basic stupid gas so that they then say, no, hang on, we will split up. And So, you know, you get all these things. It get, takes everything out of mm. the... And even, like, the talismanic objects, where they're obviously all going for different ones, mm. and then it just happens to be that it's Patience's diary that's the thing that they go, because they've got the locket, he had the conch in his hands.
0: That I love. <laughs> <laughs> that So,
3: that locket, having
0: watched Friday the 13th last week, mm-hmm. that locket is almost exactly the same as uh, the one from the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, right, okay. Um, that is Pamela Voorhees' one that Jason keeps and has hung up. Oh, and right, The girl okay. takes.
3: So, uh, ah. yeah, so that was good. It was only because I watched it last week. I was like,
0: oh, shit, yeah, that's exactly
3: the same. Because <laughs> obviously, you've got. Essentially, the puzzle box from Hellraiser mm-hmm. in the in the sphere form, but they've got the music box. The t- I mean, actually, this is this is pre sinister, isn't it? I think so. Yes. so. So, like, when he's going through the the rolls of film, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, well, I, I did think it, that at first. I, thought, I was oh, does it keen t-? to
0: see what that would have been. This uh, is 2011. Yes. Oh, so it is post sinister, isn't it? I think. i just. I think, think it's just, it just before. Down,
3: I'm fairly certain it is because. 2012, it is yeah. the year before Sinister, yeah. Yeah. And actually, this was made before that because this sat on the shelf for about a year. It did. Um, Wasn't it MGM went down or something? MGM went down, and but apparently um, Lionsgate saw it and were like. They went to like Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard and were like, fuck me, we've just seen this. We want to buy the rights to it and we want to fucking get it. It's fucking incredible. And they'd kind of persuaded themselves that it was probably shit. What? Well, I think what it was is MGM went down, they they got shelved, and then they were kind of like double-thinking themselves the whole time, Mm -hmm. going, maybe we were too clever, maybe we were too smart. You know, are we... Like you say, are we sort of... Are we just doing... You know, is it silly? Is it not going to be effective? And they... Yeah, they just... like brought up this whole well of doubt within themselves for the best part of the year. I think probably in a way to sort of like cushion the blow of, well, this is probably not going to get seen.
1: As it turned out, the time was perfect. I think this yeah. was released like literally a matter of weeks before Avengers came out.
3: Yes. So yeah, Joss, so Joss Whedon right. just yeah.
1: absolutely exploded from that. See, I,
3: I wonder as well, because also I think just before that, Joss Whedon had done Dollhouse, like the TV series, which was like his first kind of real non-success because i mean firefly got cancelled but it was a hit with the people who watched and obviously yeah. buffy and angel were yeah Dark massive. house was always kind of met with a collective shrug yeah i don't think anyone gave too far because I, could, I couldn't even remember what it was called i kept getting it confused there was something with jessica alba called like dark knight or something like that or something along those lines and yeah i kind of got it confused with that in my head i was like did joss Whedon have anything to do with that or not yeah but, he made that thing but this, actually, that's something that we have got to say, though. Uh, apart from uh, what a cuddly hamster Josh Whedon is. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there's, obviously, he is the creator of Buffy and subsequently Angel and everything else like that. And you've got Amy Acker, who is the woman from the chemi- the chemistry team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Angel. She was like a regular character in Angel uh the, the Roland the intern um is he was a villain in Buffy like oh, really? was a, like for they had a series where it was like there were three nerds who basically had been in the series before, but they sort of clubbed together as an evil team to fight Buffy and he was one of them <laughs> and actually he's in one of the things in one of the you know when it's like you can just see chaos on mm, all the screens yeah. and he's
1: appar- holding up a little yeah, sign apparently the <laughs>
3: sign says. Uh, my name it is, it is Ronald it's is Ronald isn't it Yeah, Ronald, Yeah. Um, uh, my name is Ronald I'm an intern the devil bat has got my scent and I'm locked in the cupboard <laughs> and that's what the science says that he's holding up and it's just yeah um, but, but um, yeah so there's sort of like there's a few people sort of like have been in uh, Buffy and Angel and things mm. like that But the main thing is, there's. uh, I'm gonna. I did write notes because I needed to. Yeah, in series four of Buffy, there's a thing called the Initiative, Mm. and this is the series that's it's 1999 2000. It's all like crossed over the thing. Yeah, and a running element of the series story features a secret government um, military agency called the Initiative, a scientific research and development program run by a Dr Maggie Walsh with a large containment facility laboratory hidden beneath Sunnydale College campus, and there's loads of lifts that take you down into it and everything mm. else like that. Um, as the series goes on, the initiative capture and hold a number of supernatural entities for the, for study purposes. Uh, the facility is all gleaming white, with glass-doored door, cube-shaped cells and a console-based control room yeah. with loads of screens and everything else like that. In um, it, it actually basically... What Dr. Walsh is doing is she's doing a Frankenstein... And she's making super soldiers by getting dead su- soldiers and splicing bits of uh, like monsters and yep. supernatural creatures and vampires and demons and stuff like that and splicing them all together. And the main villain of the season, who is called Adam, which pisses me off because nice. he's so shit. <laughs> he's the shittest villain that Buffy ever had. Well, certainly when I was watching it. This is how shit he is. Now, bearing in mind, this is 2000. He had. A three and a half floppy disk drive in his tit. For what purpose? For, for extracting data. I mean, in 2000. That was a bit fucking out. That was a bit out of date then. You know, I at mean, least. Yeah. Well, this is post Matrix, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. At least have an SD card, something. You know, something a bit a less... Fucking mini disc. Yeah, just anything. But like, just the fa- But also, it's in his knocker. It's in, like, He's got.
4: Like, <laughs> he's bare
3: chested all the time, and he's got like metal tits, and one of them's got a fucking three and a half inch, and he does digest discs at one point and gain, like knowledge. He is shit. He is a really <laughs> shit villain. Um, um, yeah.
2: You're making me want to watch it now.
3: <laughs> oh, you, seri- Seriously, if you want, I think, because this is how shit he is. He's not even, the fight with him is not the last episode of the season. It's the penultimate <laughs> episode of <laughs> the season. And the last episode is really good because it's like just this fucked up dream episode. And it's one of the few things I've seen where dreams feel like dreams. Okay. Because especially there's one bit where someone's watching Apocalypse Now in his dream. But it's not Apocalypse now, it's just a bloke walking along with a gun in some forest going, oh, I wonder where all my friends are, and, it, <laughs> and it's that perfect thing. You know, you're like, I, s- I said I was watching Star Wars, but it fucking wasn't Star Wars, you know. Yeah, I just I made shit up, up, you know. I was at my house, but it wasn't my house.
4: Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all
3: it that sort of stuff. So it's a really, that's a really great episode. But yeah, so in the penultimate episode of the season, Adam purges the cells, unleashing all the creatures into the facility where they battle the soldiers and Buffy's gang, mostly off camera. <laughs> because, yeah, they just couldn't fucking gotcha. afford it. Yeah. But I do get the impression it's like... Yeah. you really wanted to do there's, that. There's obviously... Yeah, this is stuck with Joss mm-hmm. Whedon. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think there is an element of just sort of like... Well, get the money happy? to do yeah, this. I yeah. could actually do this with all the blood and horror that I would actually <laughs> want to do. And, yeah, it's just... It was just... Because I, I remember watching it... When I watched it at the time, I was just like... Yeah, just, he did this in Buffy like a few years back or whatever like that. But it was slightly shitting So I, I'm wondering
2: <laughs> because of his role in Buffy and several of these other things whether I could get this past Shelley.
3: I wonder because mm. I genuinely... I'm kind of thinking the same as you. I'm thinking, well, I could show Claire no problem because she doesn't horror mm. films but I think... There's enough. There's a, there's enough humour in it but also I think Claire would appreciate the, the, the thought that's gone into it mm. because of that. And again... Although we were sort of like right, you've got to have seen Evil Dead before it. I think there's enough in it that you could take it to someone and they kind of know. They might not necessarily get that's meant to be pinned. Yeah.
2: Or no, they do a good yeah. enough job of explaining. Yeah, it, it, I think enough it a would bit. work. It yeah, on its own. Yeah. I'd say, I think like, would work. I'd, I'd like to think it would work mm. great
1: for a less horror savvy audience. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it
2: made sense for us to go through the rest yeah. definitely, that's but because yeah, because yeah. we had the opportunity for someone who's not equally yeah. too concerned yeah I, th-
3: I think it's also it's also the pinnacle of this is the sort of thing where what just yeah when I originally saw it I was just like that's someone that's that's love on yeah. that screen mm. and actually they described it what was it um they described it as a a love hate letter <laughs> to to horror cinema and it's kind of like the hate element is look we've put, we've put all these things in, but we are saying this is fucking ridiculous we need to change <laughs> it can't always be final girl uh, you know dead uh, uh, uh slutty girl dies first or whatever yeah. like that and yeah why are you doing
2: dumb shit don't <laughs> do dumb shit they are showing what you can do if you put a lot of effort into the, the details yeah
0: mm. you say and it's the fact that they do wrap it up so perfectly they mm. tie every cliche and everything up so tightly that it doesn't leave any loose ends and it feels mm. it feels complete it's so cleverly written I've i have just never seen anything like it
1: although I would say and you know just for an ever so slight spanner in the works <laughs> the last 10 minutes of the film doesn't quite work perfectly to me for me I think it's just because, like, I, I think they, they were really lucky they had Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. but it's still just ex- Basil Exposition. Yeah, it uh, is, yeah. And then I've, I, I did feel like the, um, and yeah, massive spoilers, when, when she lifted the gun towards, um, what's his character's name? Uh, Marty. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt that, that that was a little bit what, she out of she nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I felt like it was just trying to pile on drama for the I was the trying to decide, it.
2: because it, that is a difficult position you're suddenly in. Because you are just presented with the idea that humanity is about to be wiped out, like, what would you do? Would well, you say I, no? I'm not going to shoot I, him. I think, and it, she's is, been given the hints as well earlier by the other guy, so it's yeah. a seed. I thought it's it's possible, and I she's been know, through it, quite a lot as well. It she's did, but then it just it
1: just it makes her character so unlikable in the know, final yeah. few minutes of the film.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. then it's not so bad because they're sitting together. Yeah, smoking, and then obviously the world starts yeah. to end. Yeah, sorry, I didn't tell you about that werewolf and brought about the, the end, yeah. end of the world. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So but his typical selfish stoner will be the mm. end of civilization. Yeah,
1: I think I think as well because it comes immediately after that incredible mm. purge scene as well. Yeah. It just kind of just deflates it ever so slightly.
4: Yeah,
0: it wasn't this the second surprise Sigourney Weaver cameo this year because it was the same year that she did the cameo at the end of Paul as well. I, I think believe. I think
3: it's yeah I, I think, think it's, it's, similar, very, so it it's around the same sort of time. Yeah, apparently they, they also were looking to maybe have Jamie Lee Curtis. Play She'd the director. Could have done it as well, you mm-hmm. know. And again, I mean, again, the role wouldn't really change that much. But then I suppose the difference, because Sigourney's sci-fi more than horror, I suppose. So yeah. it's like. But also, they said there's things like that's the reason she's the, the character's called uh, Dana is because of uh, the character in Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and yeah. so on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But um, I think the only thing I remember, or, or actually no, because I mean, Dine It's nails comes in then, and it, that. I was I, I must confess I was listening to um uh, a while back um I was listening to a podcast and they they talked about Cabin in the Woods and the one thing they said was is Joss Whedon's music taste is usually shit but well done for putting Nine Inch at the end of this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think I was I, I I mean probably my only disappointment was I'm tad disappointed with the Giant Hand. But then your only other option is a tentacle, and that's probably too obvious. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, so, And
0: I did like the fact that it was the big tentacle that came down and picked the. came down from the ceiling and Mm -hmm. picked the penultimate person up and just dragged them off. So, yeah. Yeah, as you say, I think a a tentacle might have been a little bit too on the nose, really, for the old gods. But. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that. And, yeah, like as a closing scene, just seeing that hand come through the ground and just smash the cabin, I thought just. Again, it's that smash cut like they did at the beginning with that opening credits where yeah. it just comes out of nowhere.
3: Yeah, and I think actually, I must say one of my favourite things in cinema is definitely chaos, <laughs>
4: and just yeah,
3: like as not. It's not quite. A, it's not quite up there for me, but I mean the the prison break in Natural and Killers is probably the ultimate one that's like it. But that really <laughs> is fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> but just I mean the sheer amount that's going on on screen in lots of mm. this the dismemberment goblins on the mm. on, riding around on the fucking golf cart <laughs> um, the, the unicorn the murderous <laughs> unicorn which is because well, I've never noticed it before but the unicorn has like lovely sort of new age twinkly music accompanying yeah. it but it still butts someone Twice, so it's not even—it's not a mistake. I'm meant to kill
1: you. And then the, the mask characters were possibly one of the creepiest things in it. And you just yeah. see them on one the screens, like literally about to light someone on yeah. fire. Yeah, because that's over them.
3: Because that's—I um, think that's meant to be the strangers. Yeah, that's what um, I, I, was, yeah. I think it is. But yeah, I think because there is—I um, is did write things down. Well, actually, I just this—I just ripped off something. But yeah, there's <laughs> um, yeah. Giant Tarantulas, T-Virus Facility Zombies um, from Resident Evil.
0: The clown I spotted this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Man suffocating his victims with a plastic bag, likely to be from Black Christmas. Ah. Um, yeah, there's... Uh... Oh, yeah. In the dialogue, the first scene we haven't had a glitch since 98 is apparently a reference to the faculty. Which is... Oh. the. Uh, is that Robert Rodriguez? That is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, really Josh Hartnett. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, where it was like on uh, like a college campus, wasn't it, or something, at a school where the it's bit body snatchers, as I remember. Yeah, like, yeah. Teachers are or something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So apparently that's a thing back towards that. Okay. But yeah, there's an, oh yeah, Fornicus, the Lord of Bondage and Pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dismemberment Goblins are possibly uh, ghoulies. Like inspired by ghoulies I don't know I think they're just general <laughs> um, apparently there is also um, there is also a snowman stabbing someone with his carrot on one of the fucking monitors but I still I still have not I seen that seen one that. no um, and obviously and but also I love the, the glimpses you get of where everyone else has fucked up Japan is mm. obviously yeah um, like a a girl with lank wet hair in a white dress because yeah. that is that is that's just J Jap- horror. That's J horror. Yeah, that's it. But also, I love how perfectly that feels, where it's like her spirit has been merged mm. into the body of this happy frog. <laughs> and it's like, why is that so perfect for like <laughs> subtitle Japanese film? And even when it like centers into like the the um, water with the lilies on it, mm. that's weirdly shot, completely different to the rest of the film. It has that real sort of high contrast video thing that you get with like Takashi sort yeah, of stuff yeah. I think a lot a lot of Japanese um, films have that sort of sheen yeah um, but obviously like King Kong yeah in Buenos Aires, oh, in I, Buenos want see, Aires. I want to see that yeah. film <laughs> you want to see him climb the big statue of Christ and just be <laughs> but um just Boulders of fire, yeah. In Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Madrid's on fire.
1: There's, and what was the that, other one? Yeah, even if they were successful, it looked like the rest of the world had pretty much gone to yeah. shit. At that oh yeah, that <laughs> totally <laughs> fucked.
4: But
3: again, it's even that the Americans always think about <laughs> themselves. <laughs> <laughs> even down to that, it's just a lovely thing where it's like, oh, by the way, there's a cabin in the woods. There should be, like, there's a cabin, there's a classroom in the woods in Japan, which mm. is their yeah. film, where it's, like, some Japanese scientists and they're probably going, like, right, lock the doors so the kids are trapped in there yeah. and they've raised the spirit. <laughs> and and this re- is why everyone's telling the same story mm. again and again. And it's just, yeah, I just love that.
0: I think yeah. it's, the more you think about it, the better this film becomes.
3: Mm. Um, yeah, as you say, Which is a real rarity, mm. oddly, in, yeah. in film.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. As you say, normally, the more you look into a film, the more plot holes you find and the more... Mm. questions you have yeah whereas this just works brilliantly as you say it's uh, yeah the the world that it creates you want to know more about really but
1: But it gives you everything that you need for it to make complete sense internally internally as well Mm. oh definitely it is a fantastically crafted screenplay it, it really is
0: it is it's like in the dialogue between characters and stuff as well like I loved oh the guy when they kept putting him on loudspeaker on the phone like <laughs> that oh the, the Harbinger,
3: Harbinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah Harbinger on line 3
0: <laughs> <laughs> like just the, the comedy and everything on it just, just hits every
3: single time and it's yeah. Again, again, I think that is is uh, that that is Joss Whedon's trick, that's right. Yeah. Why the Avengers were so enjoyable, like the first two Avengers are so enjoyable. Definitely. He must have
1: really been liking Nine Inch Nails during that mm. year or so, because <laughs> We're In Us Together was on the Avengers
3: trailer. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, he it obviously, it, yeah, he just caught up, bless him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard this great new album, yeah. Downward Spiral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People, people who listen to Stabbing would also listen to it. It's like, <laughs> he's gone reverse on it. <laughs> but um, and obviously Chris Helmsworth I think this would have this would have been pre, um, like when they made it. I think it's pre it's Thor. before Thor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm Thor. You're Thor. <laughs> I can barely walk. Um, but also um, Drew Goddard, who directed this, has just done. Um, Bad uh, where is it it's written down oh, in somewhere Bad Times at the uh, Bad Times at the El Royale which I still have not oh, seen, I've not I've seen watched, that's either. what I watched this morning oh excellent and Oops. I would recommend that Chris Helmsworth turns up in it as basically Charles Manson Um, and it's really good because Jeff Bridges is in it and you've got Chris Helmsworth playing this sort of like hippie cult leader bullying Jeff Bridges at one point and you're like that's br- great because 10, 20, well, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, Jeff Bridges would have been playing the hippie, like, the (laughs) fucked up hippie leader of a cult, but now he's like... But, yeah, no, I I watched it this morning. It was really... um, I really enjoyed it. And it's just... I mean, that is... It felt oddly... It felt a bit Coen Brothers. It's that sort of a crime thing where you've just got a lot of people coming together. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, there's some... Yeah, no, that was was some... uh, that was that was good and that was Drew that uh, got me that as a birthday present so oh, thank you pleasure. again Drew I should so, definitely have to check it's because that it's out. called Drew that's what it is the, d- the director's Drew Goddard so he takes us to see it's arrogant sometimes <laughs> <laughs> takes us to see Cabin in the Woods buys the cell royale <laughs> but yeah no, I would, I would say watch it also apparently Chris Helmsworth is currently filming a biopic of Hulk Hogan oh really and he is Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan yes Interesting. So, so, must, so must have had to shave it back quite severely, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so he was one of my favourite. Well, I think he, I'll say he was one of my favourite. He was one of the only things I liked about the Ghostbusters remake. Like, oh yes, of course, really yeah, because he's the
3: um, he's Janine in it essentially, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah where he just plays a, a sexy idiot. I think is probably <laughs> what he was handed on these. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he just plays it brilliantly. Really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've, I've I've only ever seen that once. Once was enough.
0: Once is always <laughs> enough. With but that.
1: I remember, yeah, finding most of his bits really, really funny. It felt in between the gratuitous dance numbers.
0: Oh, you know, that was my that was the point at which I was like, yeah, this film is irredeemable. Now Here's <laughs> the dance number. And I was like, nope, I am now officially fucking out. Yeah,
3: I think <laughs> I think you can take things a bit far. And I think, weirdly enough, for such a hyper, for such a hypo macho aggressive culture that America likes to purport, Mm. they've really got a thing about musical theatre. Yeah. (laughs) Anything. It's like, oh, we're going to do a number in it. Fuck off, why? (laughs) Don't. Fuck's sake. Unless you're Matt uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, (laughs) (laughs) don't.
0: Yeah. Just rein it in. It's awful. And I know they tried to make it part of the story. Rather than just having a song and dance number in it, so it, it works contextually. But yeah, I just didn't see. why. See, so somehow
3: that's worse,
4: isn't it? isn't it? That yeah. being said,
1: song and dance number in Shape of Water, I genuinely love. I think that was absolutely beautifully done, where it goes all Busby Barkley and like you know yeah. black
2: yeah. yeah.
3: widow. But then and I think it's contextually right for the sort of era that it's set in and everything else like that. Yeah. So it kind of evokes the thing. Yeah. Actually, speaking, uh, Joss Whedon did. Uh, there is a musical episode of Buffy. Which is incredible. Yeah, oh, that's which the is one re- where
0: everyone has to talk in. I've never seen.
2: So it, yeah, I'm once aware more with feeling. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, and basically, no one can express themselves apart from in song. <laughs> like they can't express any emotions apart from in song. I think we
2: should do an episode like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was incredible,
4: but <laughs> to have a vision. <laughs>
3: Satan rejected myself. And so did I, Morrissey. Go away.
2: You've practised this, Adam. I,
3: I was watching something the other day and it was like, uh, well, you know, it was, there was a, that was it, yeah, there's, um, oh, oh what that fuck? There's a flat earth documentary on Netflix Margie. Oh my God, it's, it's fucking, amazing. It's <laughs> incredible. But you know the woman who's on there, who is like the really annoying new age yes. woman. Prick. Oh, yeah, she is, uh, but I was watching it and it was like, you're a knob. You know, and then it cut to her bedroom or like her study or whatever, and all she's got is like discs up of The Smiths, and it was like, right, for purporting for, um, you know, for disseminating your theories on uh, flat Earth, that's irresponsible, but for those, that's criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, at, at that point, it's like, right, no, no fucking way but yeah that was odd I, I just remember she had like the platinum yeah. fucking albums she's on has walls she's obviously stuff like, stuff. like just you know what's his Morrissey superfan yeah. <laughs> Mike Joyce is like she even had you are the quarry up there yeah she they? had it's like, like yeah she was uh, <laughs> clearly seriously into it but then it was like it's like if someone's that seriously into Morrissey it's like someone being that seriously into Anne Rand you just know uh, you're probably a prick and, you know. <laughs> but there's there is also that guy on there who I just love who is trying he's explaining something whilst bouncing a golf ball oh, yeah. on a fucking mallet and it's like you've obviously got ADHD he's yeah. like just a real yeah. so, and he's like going on about the thing is in school they teach you all this and it's all wrong and everything it's like no the problem is you are a bit thick but the reason you found school boring is because you've got attention deficit syndrome mate it's nothing to do with <laughs> you know you weren't smarter than the teachers yeah. and you believe the flat earth so you are not smarter than most people <laughs> But yeah, it's funny you mention that because the flat Earth came up in our last episode. Yeah, did it? Yeah. Well, Drew was here. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so the Drew's episode. a
3: conspiracy like uh, obsessive of like documentaries of weird shit like he that. Did, but think. he'd not
0: seen the clip of Buzz Aldrin punching that conspiracy theorist in the face, <laughs> so we had to we had to watch it on air. So it's part of the episode. He was watching oh. that for the first time. Oh, I can't wait! Really, I, I
1: do know a genuine flat Earther. Really? really? Yeah, I think we all you know Gary, don't you? Gary Gary Cooper. So I
2: yes. he was at the restaurant the other day. Yes. So I heard of him then. Yes. Yeah. Now and somebody told me this. Yeah, Bazza was telling us. Mm. That That's right. Because that, I was mentioned flat earth because I've been watching the documentary, mm. which I haven't quite finished. But I was fascinated by it because how do you end up going down that route of saying yeah the the earth is flat? Like why why is that what you choose as mm. your main? I mean out of all the conspiracies, like why that one?
3: I think it's probably weirdly enough. I think, although I think it's actually probably like most things like that, it's fairly dangerous to propagate it in so much as the more people you get believing something that fucking stupid, you can get them to believe other shit that's as stupid. Yeah. But also, uh, it's like the anti science sort of well, movement. It's, but, you, you but know, even, it's like.
2: But in that, they had the guys who were, you know, on the edge of science. I don't know that they were hospital engineers. I'm not sure what that she mm. did. When they were testing it, they got the um, the gyro. Is it gyroscope? And it needed to be laser-based yes. one. Yeah. But but when it didn't give the right answer, they then said, right, we've got to re-explain this. Yeah. We've got to redo it because they, the fact that it's proved that the Earth isn't flat is it, no good for us. Yeah. Because yeah. no. they basically say yeah. there's this
3: gyroscope that is like so um, accurate, so accurate that it should it should do this if the Earth is round and moving. Mm, which it then does. Which it does. It then does. does. So they <laughs> then have to rewrite their fucking theory mm. so that the Earth is still flat rather than chuck it and, out and the And science tells you, if yeah. you
2: do that with your hypothesis, you're doing science wrong. Yeah, like, no. So they should have said, we are obviously going against all the way to analyse it's, anything. It's the it's, thing it's, of
3: science as doctrine. It's not a doctrine. It's a fucking process. It's a, yeah, 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 it's a exactly. method to figure a, stuff out. Yeah, it's an ongoing process. It's not... It's Mathematics is a doctrine because it... It is what it is. Yeah. You know, you can't argue with figures, essentially. Yeah. But to sort of equate the same thing as, oh, oh, well, science will tell you this. No, science will tell you what it last found out. Yeah, And then say, oh, by the way, we were wrong last week. Yeah, yeah. And okay, that might frustrate some people, but at least someone's fucking checking. But, it, but it's yeah, a, yeah.
2: It's, you're stepping forward all the time. Well, that's what you should do, unless you corrupt it the way they are, yeah. which mm. is just to try and prove their point. But it's pure cognitive dissonance, isn't it? Mm. You can you can show well, well, them yeah. and tell them and it, yeah. Well, that, that, that reminded me the woman in it who I think you mentioned, yeah. Patricia Smiths. Yes, and yeah. she said that I'm a conspiracy myself, and like I try to prove to these other factions in the flat Earth that I'm. You know, here's my birth certificate. Here's yeah. photos of me, and they don't believe me. Yeah, so they what can I do? Like CIA black ops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Be, because because uh, yeah. The end of her name, I think I mentioned this last episode, is okay. Patricia. It is yeah. in CIA, so she needs to work for the CIA. <laughs> and she says, How ridiculous is that, really? Yeah. But like you that say, it's ridiculous Believing on, you know, Yeah, flat, but, but she can't yeah. then apply that logic mm-hmm. to herself. Yeah. She yeah. says, I oh, no, I am right about this. You can't
3: but it's a weird thing when you can't apply that insight yeah. or rigour. What, what
2: is it that gets missed Yeah.
3: It? Also, the one thing that absolutely fucks with me more than anything else is just so what happens is you go to the fucking edge of the flat world. And mm. you just come back in the other side like a fucking Mobius strip. Why is that more, more sensible revenue. than <laughs> a fucking sphere? Walking round a ball makes sense. A know, fucking. Breaking physics? Yeah.
1: yeah! I just always assumed it would be like, you know, it would be like that, the, the big reveal in Dark City.
3: Yeah, and you just you the edge, and you there's the fucking stars. Yeah, Marvelous. you find the edge.
1: That's what you want. But and yeah. you look, if you look down, there's a giant sea turtle.
3: Yeah, <laughs> turtles all the way down, like, mate. Mm-hmm. It's it's a turtle on three oh, sorry, elephants. Space on turtle. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, turtle. Um, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah tangent. From that, <laughs> um, that was a smiths <laughs> I do love this mission. and I shouldn't really. I also didn't realise that the um Patience Buckner is also uh Sharon and Alessa in Silent Hill. Yep. Mm. Oh,
1: and really? she was also in that really, really, really weird Terry Gilliam film. Tideland, which yeah. Which I love. Tideland and more is, people should see. Yeah,
3: that is an amazing yeah, go and watch Tideland, it's brilliant. Uh and you too will be a silly kisser. What? <laughs> you find out. I'll find out. And also we've just got to say Rich Jenkins is the fucking man. I think we stated that earlier, but yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: He's so reliable.
3: Yeah. Because, I mean, he is my favourite thing about Six Feet Under. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt. That's where I know him. Yeah. But, oh, Step Brothers. So, so Um, I
0: know him from Step Brothers, and he's just so amazingly good in that.
1: He's almost unrecognisable in Bone Tomahawk as well. Yeah. Because, like, his voice is completely different in it. It's, like, a different pitch and a different register. And it was only when the credits came up, it was
3: like... Fuck me, that was Richard Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf, if anyone <laughs> cares to remember that, um, he's also—I forgot—he's also in *The Witches of Eastwick*. You know the hysterical, like, religious woman who throws up cherries.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah,
3: it's—he's her husband. Ah. Yeah, the woman from *Alien*.
4: Yeah, yeah,
3: mm. um, and *Burn After Reading*. Also, I'd forgotten about this film, *The Broken*, which is a fucking great little weird indie horror. Um with um Lena Headey, Cersei Lannister. Okay. Um and he plays her dad in it. But yeah, that's a very good little weird sort of switcheroo film, but yeah, well worth a well worth a watch.
0: Excellent. I have to give that a go. Um I was trying to work out as well what I knew uh Bradley Wickford from uh, West Wing. Yeah, I didn't see West um, Wing. Um, oh, get out. Yes, I think that's where i will see. I know I didn't make it Adventures in Babysitting. He's in Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah,
3: he's Mike in Adventures of Babysitting. Apparently, I don't know. Well, who he's going to be in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, I hope that has actual Godzilla in it this time. <laughs> and he's in Revenge of the Nerds too. Nerds in Paradise. Oh,
0: okay, I've not only seen, the classically not seen Revenge of RoboCop three. Oh, I hope you're yeah, I hope you're not talking down Adventures in Babysitting over there. It's one of the Lizard no finest movies.
3: No, I was just saying that Revenge of the Nerds two Nerds in Paradise is obviously a classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: again. Uh, we were saying before uh, how much fun 80s boob comedies can be and yeah I, I don't know why I've still never seen any of the nerds movies
3: have you I not think I should. No. that was just a weird thing where I just I, again that was like you sure this is appropriate dad <laughs> I will watch it anyway <laughs> that, that said I watched I watched Thingy with Ted this morning Porky's? bad times at El Royale <laughs> oh, well, well, yeah. oh
4: shit Claire came up what? with this other thing which yeah. was
3: she wanted to I'll, I'll, we'll come back to it another episode because uh, we don't want to Piss about too much and overrun things, uh, but Claire said, "Why don't you just find out what the worst, hor- like worst rated horror film mm. on IMDb, or, or, or and just watch that and see what's like." Call. Now that she she looked up worst horror movie and they came up with a list including uh, Ass Monster, interesting Zombie Christ. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, dollar Morte. Uh, forgive me for raping you, but this is the one that I what think the? we should. This That's is the one, out. like
0: an AC song. This is, is the
3: no. This is the one we should watch. Ant farm dick hole, <laughs> <laughs> and look at the picture. Oh That's, Christ! That is ant farm <laughs> dick hole. Uh, yeah, we're watching that. <gasps> I just yeah.
1: I don't know. I still haven't forgiven you for die you zombie bastards, Lee. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: oh don't
0: say that in the episode. I'm trying to convince Bobby from not for everyone to watch that at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you hate me for that, and I do apologise. If
3: you if you, really, if you really if you if you really want to uh, prove to yourself that he probably wasn't that bad, is I would recommend. Uh, Pazicus uh, Island of Vomit and Despair (laughs) which is is a great film but its tolerance level is somewhere below uh, is somewhere a bit higher than Die You Zombie Bastards in terms of low budgetness
1: (laughs) I don't know it just gave me such like you know Peter Jackson but without any of the craft (laughs) (laughs) that's what I wish someone would do just say Pete for God's sake here's 10 million go and make a horror film make it under 90 minutes and just stop (laughs)
3: <laughs> just please yeah.
0: stop oh god his last one Mortal Engines well he didn't direct no it, I know he produced it I think didn't um, but have you seen it no. it's a terrible theory, they're like, it's a terrible idea for a movie from the off from the very get go and it doesn't dissuade you from that it's one of the biggest turds <laughs> I've ever seen and how they ever managed to get it made But like we were saying, you know, when we were talking earlier, watching uh, Evil Dead 2, Mm. and you said, uh, yeah, if you were trying to sell this, oh, it's this zombie film, oh, and then a cabin has a fight with some trees, and and you're absolutely right, like, trying to sell that, and this must be the same, all right, so all the great cities are now on wheels with guns and drive around the
2: scorched earth
0: fighting one another, like,
2: who the fuck went, yeah, all right, you you can have... Based on off things that have happened, with you meant to, that actually sounds kind of plausible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
3: it, it's sort of like Mad Max on a on a slightly higher scale, isn't it? At that yeah. point where it's like city versus city, but yeah, it was just ridiculous. Never mind that. Peter Jackson has expressed a number of times that he would really like to direct an episode of Doctor Who. His payment would be a Dalek. <laughs> give him a fucking Dalek yeah. and let him. Yeah. What? What? What is wrong with that equation? He doesn't want paying. He wants a Dalek. You've got them. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Build him a new one. Let's and give he, it to him and say. then get him in because I mean, the fucking just publicity alone. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just that fucking I mean, bog my mind.
1: Ben Wheatley's made two. So. Yeah. Were
3: they pretty? Really? They were. Yeah. yeah,
1: they were good. They you were know, the first two um, Capaldi episodes. Yeah and roughly
3: the time I kind of stopped watching Doctor
4: Who I think I, get a lot, back into it I think a lot
3: or? of people did I, the Capo, La, Capaldi's last season absolutely brilliant but that's because he had fantastic companions with him mm. uh, and Matt Lucas was in it as basically Matt Lucas was in it as canine but, <laughs> but canine in the way you should do canine which is just treat him like he's a tin dog but he's a bloke Rather than build a dog that can't do anything and has trouble walking and riding around. And actually the first time they debuted it, they'd put it on the same frequency. they put the radio control on the same frequency as the cameras. So they just fucked a whole recording session because every time K nine moved, the cameras just went. So yeah. But yeah, so he's basically he's basically that character of like just a mechanical servant. But yeah. But it's just Matt Lucas and he's really fucking funny. Sounds it's all about space doors should make this noise. <laughs> <laughs> um I do like that idea
0: of finding a really really bad film and watching it. Um mm. definitely be sold on that. Cuz I do it myself like what did I watch? I watched something. Oh it was something I wanted to watch anyway, mm. but the the final thing to get me to actually watch it was the Holmes and Watson Oh, the, the, the new one
3: with um, Will Ferrell, you yeah. said, which is not much cop.
0: Which I, I was quite looking forward to, and I was like, oh, I'll watch that at some point, and then I checked it on IMDb, and it had a rating of 3.2, and I was like, I'm watching it now. The
1: film that was so bad that Netflix wouldn't
0: buy it. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, tells that's, that's saying something, because they've it put up some right-held shite. It is really <laughs> awful. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. We should find a, a movie that's super low, Like a two-point something on IMDb. Yeah. Just watch it. I think that's a brilliant idea.
3: Well, as I say, I mean, uh, that was, yeah, that was a a clear suggestion in terms of, uh, and then we ended up, and then she just ended up with me ranting at her for 15 minutes about, it's called Ampharm Dickhole. (laughs) (laughs) What is not good about that? The whole, that whole list, I was like, I'm recording an EP now. Because like you said, they all just sound like AC or like Locust, the Locust stuff. It was sounded like just their titles. So, but yeah. I was, I was, and right Farm
0: Dickhole, did you say that?
3: And Farm Yeah, Dickol. write it down, in case mm-hmm. you forget. <laughs> forget, it's burnt into my mind, <laughs> that is. That'll be on my deathbed. You know, I'm stricken with dementia and Alzheimer's and whatever else, and it's like... It's going to be your rosebud. Can you remember anything? <laughs> and farm. Oh. <laughs> and then I smashed the fucking <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's a snow it's <laughs> a <snowboard.
0: laughs> we're just we're just Kane <laughs> that's what we've done yeah and on that note <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's probably a good place to end it um what is our next episode? Um, do we know, Adam, you have your phone in front of you? I, I was just
3: looking. It looks like... Because um, we've got the... We were going to do a double one, weren't we? Yes, we, we are. Uh, and then after that, we've got Martin, I believe. Yes. So, yes. But what what are we, are we going to go with what we said for the double? Shall we? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so for our next two episodes, we are going to cover an original and then a remake Um and we've decided to do Fright Night. So we're going to do the original
4: 1984?
0: I don't know. Four, six, five. 85. Oh. So we were on either side. Um, and then we are going to do the 2011 remake. So we're going to watch them back to back. Well, we're going to watch the first one and recall the podcast, watch yeah. the second one, do the podcast. And then we will release it on uh Oh little Anton chin. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Oh it is.
3: Oh you yeah, I forgot using that. Yeah. Green Room is cracking.
0: Oh fucking brilliant film. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um he did what was the he did a let me just find it. because uh, he did one again that sort of went under the radar comedy horror a couple of years ago that Star I Star really Trek enjoyed. in the Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start you. Yeah. Um, very in the X. So I remember was fine viewing for an afternoon. Yeah, five point three. Yeah,
1: and he did um, old Thomas as well, which was
3: surprisingly not yeah, terrible. That was the other yeah, one. Yes, yes, really enjoyed that. I still think it's it's, it's very much a a venereal clinic euphemism, isn't it? <laughs> well, we came in with a bit of odd Thomas. <laughs> and that's your father. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the next episode we
0: are going to do uh, Fright Night and then the following episode will be the Fright Night remake. Um, so go and watch those and we will see you in a fortnight's time for Fright Night. Good night. Good night. There and thanks, Darnie, for coming. Yeah. Oh, nice, yes. thanks for having us. <laughs>